Hello, this is Tom Kenny, voice actor. Uh, the voice of the Ice King on Adventure Time. And SpongeBob SquarePants. Ah, oh, Gary the Snail, too. Hey, guess what you're filling your eye holes and ear holes with? The Dorkening! Oh, I love the Dorkening. Very popular in Ooh. And Bikini Bottom. everybody, welcome to episode 9 of A Dork Physique. My name is James. I'm Genevieve. And this week, um, we'll be talking about some interesting stuff going on, updates on some Jen's workout and some interesting facts that she's discovered in the last couple weeks. But first off, we want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Deadly Grounds Coffee. Um, coffee to die for. So check them out at DeadlyGroundsCoffee.com. Uh, they're found out a uh, majority of horror conventions, comic book conventions. They have really good coffee. Uh, I know you've heard it said mo- numerous times. Uh, Crystal the Blarney Stone is one of the best. Uh, Witch's Brew, which is like a chocolate raspberry, is fantastic. I know Leo um, from The Dorkening uh, drinks it religiously, and I think he is paid for you know the majority of the sponsorship just by his um, <laughs> patronage. So check them out, DeadlyGroundsCoffee.com. Uh, they got p- tons of flavor, ground or whole bean. So, with that in mind, Jen, you got some pretty interesting news last week. Yeah. Um. So I was having issues when I was weighing myself, and I was noticing the scale was just going all over the place. So I was going up, and then I'm going down, and it's just it's frustrating i'm not saying going up by like pounds and pounds and pounds and pounds it's it was nothing that serious it was just fluctuating by like a pound here or a pound and a half there and it would drop right back down so basically what happens is it starts to become this like mind game with the scale and you have to learn to remove yourself from that but that's really really difficult to do um i think for anyone you know you know doing a weight loss journey so um i am smart enough to recognize that I was driving myself crazy. So I went and when I met with my trainer on Saturday, I told her and I asked her, could we, cause she tracked my weight from when I first signed up. She tracked my BMI and she tracked my body fat. And I said, can we just do a rundown of those? Because I, the scale's messing with me. I, I don't want to deal with it anymore. And she was like, absolutely. So it turned out I had actually lost five pounds since I started training with her, which is roughly about like eight weeks ago. And um, you're like, wow, five pounds in two months. It's nothing. But you have to remember also when you're losing weight, once you get to a certain weight, it's not that you plateau, but getting those five pounds off is much, much harder. So for me at 260 pounds, those five pounds could come off in a week. But here I am now, I'm about like 145 just getting two more pounds off is a lot of work. And I'm not actually looking to do that at this point. Um, I'm looking to kind of maintain and put on muscle. So it was nice to hear that my weight had gone down. Uh, My body fat had gone down, um, which was really, really cool. So to hear, you know, I was 25% body fat was incredible because I'd been so high, you know, thinking back to it. So that really helped. And then my BMIs were like 23%. And so she showed me like her little chart and in it, it showed, you know, what everyone wants and all of my factors fell into what they, I'm throwing air quotes, is called ideal. Um, anything lower than where I'm at is considered lean and so on and so forth. So you can kind of play around with it. So never in my life did I ever think I was going to be like ideal. Like this is the ideal size for you. So is You're it- You're ideal for me. Yay. 
Um, but that made me feel really good where, again, where the scale was just messing with me. So um, sometimes you kind of got to walk away from that and go to a better tool for the job of what you need to do. So with that, in the teaser I left last episode, you hopefully have got a hint what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk a little bit about technology uh, in the weight loss and how it affected our weight loss, as Mm -hmm. well as just some information we feel that we should pass on to you guys just because it might be a little harder to find or, you know, you might not look in the right place. Or people might not be willing to say it. Bingo. So with that, Jen, let's kick off and kind of move forward with what you said with the scale. You got your measurements and stuff from your trainer Mm -hmm. you got your bmi you got your body fat that stuff that you really can't get from a scale they do have some scales that make it if you want to invest the money into it so i'm not going to say they don't make it but it's your body fat and your bmi isn't something you would ever want to measure on a weekly daily basis uh once a month six weeks things like that so would i invest in a scale that had all those features probably not Um, they make scales that will have memory and so it'll remember your weight and you can look back and it'll log it for you. If at this point you're logging your food, you're probably logging your weight in whatever app you've decided to use. So again, really just how you want to spend your money and do you feel like it's worth it? But you also don't want to cheap out either. Um, I prefer a digital scale because my weight, I don't lose weight anymore in big increments or I don't put on in big increments. So if it's going up or down, it's doing it like 0. 0.2, yep. 0. 0.5. And you're like, well, that's really sad. But let me tell you, when you're trying to lose weight, those that half a pound means something to you. So it's something, you know, I always make sure I like to get a digital scale. I like to get something very sturdy. Um, the one I think we have now is glass, which has been nice. And it's also easy to clean. So, and it's, it's held up. Yeah, I mean, I feel like too, like like Jen said, is you the scale is going to be your friend throughout the whole process. Like at the end of the day, that's what it's going to be. Um, so you don't want to cheap out. Like you can go to Walmart and get one a digital scale for fifteen bucks, probably or decent quality, maybe twenty. That's probably good enough for what you need to do. If you want all the bells and whistles, you want the Wi-Fi enabled weight thing to log with your health app or your fitness app it comes with its own thing that does everything that's great go for it if that's what you want to do but at the same time are you really going to use the scale for what it's meant for and use all those features you might do it initially but again buy something you know you're going to a understand how to use b to get an accurate measurement and see at the end of the day if something's off you can figure out what's off how to fix it without either buying a new scale or dealing with tech support because i know nobody likes dealing with tech support <laughs> So, I mean, that's kind of where I think. I mean... Your scale is your friend and it's also going to be your enemy at the exact same time because it holds you accountable. And, you know, and I've gotten into debates with people about it. Is it better to just track your body fat? Um, Because, again, so I want to stress this. And if I have stressed this in another episode, fantastic. And if I haven't, well, it's the first time hearing it. Nothing irritates me more when people say, muscle weighs more than fat because a pound of rocks and a pound of feathers weigh the same muscle is more dense than fat so it takes up room differently the texture of it the feeling of it is much different so you have to remember that it's a different animal but does it weigh more no it is more dense than that yeah because fat you'd have a lot more water in it 
Right. It's water. Like right. Some of it's, that's where you get the term water. Muscle is solid. Yeah. It is a, it's a solid, the, the construction of it is solid. So obviously you touch them when they're muscular. Yeah, you feel it. It's hard. You touch my nice little roly-poly tummy. It's not hard, you know, like, so you can feel the difference. So again, when people, if, if you're like, oh, muscle weighs more than fat, you are incorrect. It is more dense. Change your word. So you will sound smarter because... Again, we've all learned it. What's heavier, a pound of rocks or a pound of feathers? And people are like, a pound of rocks. You're like, no, it's a pound. A pound is a pound is always a pound. So that's my little rant on that. But as you do put on muscle, you will see the scale go up because it's a density thing. So you'll replace more, mu- you'll replace more muscle with the fat. So it's a different animal. So you will notice if you are putting on muscle, and that doesn't happen until much later. Don't think that... You should, depending on how much weight you should be losing, you should be putting on muscle and your body fat should be still sliding right off. So you won't see a big change. As you get lower into your weight loss and closer to what your weight should be is when you will notice that start to go up for your muscle. And that's when you want to really start to focus on that body fat and BMIs. So do measurements, you know, do you focus on that? Is that something you want to do? It's really, it's your, it's your call. You know, I will never tell anyone I don't do measurements. I just never, it's just never anything I ever wanted to know. Um, like how big my each, each of my thighs are, how big my waist is and all that. And I could do them, but I'm always like, I'm all set. I'd rather just know what my body fat is. Well, you don't be like Hulk Hogan with 24 inch <laughs> pythons and the biggest arms in the world. I mean, come on, brother. I think all that's still subjective to change because I know for me, like I could lose, you know, and tone up in my leg. That's going to be fantastic, but as the muscle builds and, you know, if the quads get bigger, those measurements are going to go right back up anyways. So why why upset myself? So the kind of, like you said, just to follow up with what you didn't say, is like, you know, yeah, a pound of muscle is the same as a pound of fat, but it's the pound of muscle that takes up less room than the pound of fat. Exactly. That's the best way to think it. I know at work, they have the whole thing about sugar and the sugar board and all that stuff, and pound of they have a pound of meat. A pound of muscle and a pound of fat next to a pen, mm-hmm. and it's completely different. Right. So, um, also, too, with this, you know, just tips on, like, how to, you know, when to weigh yourself. You know, I, I weigh myself every morning after I do a workout. I never weigh myself when I don't do a workout because I'm not exploit. I'm not having a much of um, output. It's all input at that day. So, of course, my weight might be a little bit higher than when I do exercise. And that's where I kind of get my data point. Um, also, I do it in the morning. You know, my body's digested. There's nothing in my stomachs. I go to the bathroom. So at that point, I am at the emptiest I can be. So I'm going to have a better accurate weight of what I'm doing. If I weigh myself after the gym or after I eat dinner, before I go to bed, I have 14 hours of food in me. Right. I have beverages, I have water, I have all this stuff that I've consumed today, so my weight's always going to be higher. And I tested that one day because I weighed myself in the morning and then I weighed myself at bed because I actually wanted to know what the difference was. And it was like four pounds. It's crazy. Four pounds is a big amount. And then I went to the bathroom and it was all the way <laughs> But, you know, those are just some, you know, hints to do. And, you know, you want to do it with, like, your underwear on. You don't want to put clothes because you always heard the adage of clothes adds a couple pounds. Right. I know at work when I did my healthy evaluation, she's like, step on the scale with your shoes on. And I looked at her, I'm like, that's not going to be an accurate weight of myself. Like, 
I know my shoes weigh five pounds, four pounds. I weighed myself this morning because I have to fast, so I haven't eaten anything all day. Like, this is how much I weigh. Right. And I tried to explain that to the nurse there, and she goes, no, this is the way we have to do it. I was like, this is stupid. So I feel like that's that's a big thing to be mindful of, too, is when you're weighing yourself and how well you're weighing yourself. But Nicole taught you, told you a trick about that as well, didn't she? Yeah, so I weigh myself every day and some people say that's not what you should do or you should just periodically weigh yourself or weigh yourself once a week that is your call i will never tell anyone how to weigh themselves or how often to do it i do it every day because it gives me a sense of accountability and i'm a curious mind so like i truly believe that if i weigh myself because it's really hot and it's really really humid um where we are so chances are i'm going to be retaining a lot of water weight uh which you would think it's the opposite. I'd be sweating it all out. But if you're sweating it out, that means your body's going to hold on to everything it can at the same time. So I anticipate seeing it going up tomorrow morning than what it was. Oh, I might say the same because it was the same temperature yesterday. But it, I understand that. So I like to just know what um, what it is on a daily basis. So I was talking to Nicole about that. And this is when I was going with the scales messing with my mind. And she told me a cool trick. And it was to pick three days out of the week to weigh yourself. And I would alternate it. So about every other day feels about right. And to take those three days and then take the average of the weight you come up with. And that's probably what your weight is. And I, it was the first time in my entire life I ever heard that. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Will it be accurate down to the pound of it? No, but it would be a really good idea of what your weight is for that week. Yeah. If you wanted to do a weekly weight and it kept fluctuating. And I said, that was brilliant. So, I mean, like I said, in, in, in we, Jen is harping to her trainer. Like I said, we said, Jen said in multiple episodes beforehand is they're a great youth, great library of information. 100%. A good well. That's what, that's the word I was going for. A well of information. Even if you're not training with them. Just approach, hey, I got a quick question. You got a second. They're not going to be like, pay me. Like, no, they're going to share the information with you because it's good information to have. Because mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, if you're asking them for information, it's like the drug dealers, man. The first is all, first taste is always free. <laughs> and then you got to pay for the rest. So, like, you already reaching out to a trainer to talk to somebody or ask somebody these questions. They're going to give that information to you pretty easily just because they know, A, you're asking or doing something smart. But, B, if they provide enough information probably a sale down the road right. for their services because you're already in the mindset that you want to do this. Oh, exactly. And, you know, you want to find a trainer if this is the road you want to go down with. Someone you could talk to freely about, ask questions, say things. And I think that's really good. But actually, this is really funny because you don't even know this. So my trainer, Nicole, is on this mission. And she's in shape. She's in fantastic shape. And um, she's very thoughtful when she trains to make sure your stability is good and your core strength and everything else. And she has seen videos circulating on the internet of these girls, maybe men as well, I'm not sure, but she said girls, um, doing these one-legged squats. And she can't do them. And it's driving her crazy that she can't do them unassisted. She could do them assisted, but she can't do them unassisted. So she has now decided which she confirmed with me today that me and her are both going to learn how to do these together as a joint effort. As she trains me, I'm going to be learning how to do a one-legged squat because A, she knows I'm crazy because she kind of called me that, which I thought was funny, but in a nice like workout way that I'll do. I I won't, I'll push myself. I'm so happy when you guys work out. I stay as far away (laughs) as possible. Because I do, and Jenny can vouch for this. When yeah. they're working out, it's a wide <laughs> I, 
I don't even like look their way. I think Jen tries to like smile at me, and I'm just like horse blinders on. Yep. So she, uh, so I thought that was really cool to kind of have developed a relationship with her. Where she's like, I can't do this. The person I'm training can't do this, but we're going to figure this out together and we're both going to be able to do that. And I thought that was really rad. And I thought it was very rad for her to admit she couldn't do something to me. I'm so going to try to do it before you guys and walk in and be like, what I can do? You wouldn't have, I'm telling you, the stability to do it. Because I didn't know how bad my stability was until I started training with her. And I was like, I don't even know how I walk straight. Because it's so bad. It's like I just want to tip over all the time when I work out with her. Well, you sway, like, uncontrollably. It's not even... It's just... It was just really funny. So, okay. Sorry. So, I I will get us back on track, but I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Little fun fun thing I learned today. I'm going to learn to do... I'm going to learn to do the one-legged squat. I'll put a... um, If I could find a photo of someone doing it on Instagram, I might throw it up. So, that way people understand what I mean when I say a one-legged squat. I mean, they probably can just Google one. They could, but I have a very specific... Um, one we're doing, so I want to make sure we all are on the same visual page with it. Okay. So, um, yay! Yay! So, James, are there um, other pieces of technology you want to talk about? I don't know. That There's... get you fired up a little oh, bit? Oh, I get fired up. Well, first of all, I got to preface this by a big, pref- a big warning is, I had one of these for about two years. I got rid of mine. You know why? Because I'm crazy. Because, uh, long story short, because we are a couple and we have a podcast and we have to be somewhat public about some of this, Jen literally called me out on it and being like, you spend more time in that goddamn watch than you do with me and you don't need it. It's pointless. It's stupid. You don't use it for what it needs. It's a joke. Uh, so I said, all right, I'll get rid of it. And I got rid of it. I haven't been without my uh, Apple Watch since January. Yeah. And you're still living and breathing. Yep. It's crazy. So my big thing is... <laughs> The Fitbits and the fitness trackers. Um, I'm going to, again, preface this is doing... I didn't... The majority of this research was done by another party. Um, I'm just kind of going off their um, findings and just reiterating what they said and going to get it. But I have proof. I have proof that Fitbit, the Fitbits that everybody wears and tells you everything about isn't really meant for what they're advertising. I want to throw in that aside from KFC, Fitbit will probably not sponsor this show either. Yep. If you're following along, we are keeping tallies of people who will never sponsor Apple us. Apple probably won't either. Apple? I, I don't think Apple needs to sponsor anything. No. They're their own. They're a trillion dollar company, I think. They're yeah, good. I think they're. I don't think our podcast is going to bring no. them money. Well, it took them a month for us to approve, so they're already way, yeah. they're already way they're, on they, the list. They're, they're done. So, um, so everybody has the Fitbits. Everybody has the the fitness trackers. So I'm going to start off with a letter that was a a news agency reached out to Fitbit regarding some of the issues that have come up. Fitbit's been involved in class action lawsuits regarding the accuracy of the data. They sure have. So Fitbit sent a written reply to WHR saying that its devices, and this is in quotation, are designed to provide meaningful data to our, to our users to help them reach their health and fitness goals and are not, not intended to be scientific or medical devices. So when the company who makes them and sells them as fitness devices comes out and says, yeah, no, they're, they're really more just, a, it's a tool. It's a, it's a tool you have to wield properly. 
I've met plenty of people who doesn't know how to use a freaking hammer as a tool to build houses. And some, some people are using a Fitbit incorrectly. Like some people would use a hammer incorrectly. Right. I'm not saying everybody's doing that. Please, I know people who listen to this podcast who have Fitbits. I know people who use them and they work for them because they're because they're doing it to help them achieve their goal. They're using it as the tool they are using it. Right. But it's not the end all be all to get healthy. You getting a Fitbit does not guarantee you you're going to lose all this weight and I'm going to get my steps and I'm going to lose stuff. Nope, it's a tool. It's a you could not use the Fitbit and still lose weight and eat healthy and with a fitness fitness act uh, fitness lifestyle. As the amount of weight I've lost, I have done it without the use of a Fitbit. It's I've, fine. I've lost I, more weight without a Fitbit than or my Apple Watch than I did before. Right. So what? what? Uh, no. So if you are buying a Fitbit, chances are you're doing it because. It's going to show you calories burned. It's going to show you how many steps you're taking. All this interesting information. But there's a small problem with that. So there we have a quote. So the quote says, and where is that from? So it's from Medicine in Science and Sports and Exercise. Uh, it's done by, uh, it was a study done March of 2000 and 2016. So it's actually in a medical journal. Perfect. So it says, while they might be accurate when counting steps, fitness trackers have been found to overestimate the calories burned in a workout up to 40%. So think about that. Think about that, guys. You are burning calories you're running a 5k you're you know on the elliptical in the bicycle and they're saying that your your fitbit is saying you are burning 900 calories that's a lot but i'm just using the number you could realistically only be burning 500 but in your mind because you're tracking this stuff you could be like oh my god i have 400 400 extra calories to eat when that could not be the case Everybody's body burns calories at a different rate. Everybody does it based on their activity level, what they're eating, their weight, their size, their sex, their all that stuff. There's way too many variables that a piece of technology on a wrist can determine because I can take my Fitbit and give it to Jen. Is it gonna know the difference if I'm if it's me or Jen? Nope. No. Even though well, I hear people well, you have to set it. You have to set it to the to you, you know. You as a person, you male, age, all that stuff. Okay. Are you updating it every day after you lose weight? Or are you doing it when you're thinking about it? There's too many variables in this. Like I said, if you have one and you're using them and you're using it for the right ways, but don't, you can't set your whole day by that. So my issue isn't necessarily, I think, now here's my, the, I'll flip side that with Dale. I think it is a fantastic tool if you are doing a 5K. I think it's a fantastic tool if you are working out because it will give you some level of calorie base on it. And I anticipate somebody saying, emailing me, calling me out because if you're running on a treadmill at the gym using the ellipticals, they give you this arbitrary calorie count as well. Is it accurate? No. 
I know it's not. I know it's not because it's, again, how hard did you push yourself? How hard is your setting? So for me, when I go on the elliptical or you go running, you know you run hard. You know you probably burnt most of those calories. That heart rate went sky high where if you phone it in and it says you burnt 300 calories, let's be real, you probably burnt 150. It, it is what it is. You're still doing activity. I'll never take that away from you. So if you are using the Fitbit during a workout exercise or you are vigorously working out, if you're running hills or you're climbing or you're doing anything like that, Go for it. Knock yourself out. Wear it. When you're wearing it on an every day, day-to-day basis of just your normal life, that's when I have a problem with it because it's giving you these calories that are already pre-built into. If you're if you're using my fitness pal and said, okay, you have 1,500 calories and you're wearing your Fitbit and all you did was walk to your car, walk to the grocery store, walked in your office, went to the water cooler, maybe took a lap around the building once. Mm, nothing's fantastic. And again, trust me, if you're not doing any sort of movement, I'll take anything. I'm not saying this, but I'm just saying someone who has a normal lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so you didn't do anything above and beyond what you normally do. Nothing. Just a regular day. And that Fitbit said, you know what? You did 500 more cat. You did, you burnt 500 calories. And you add that into that app, so now you have 2,000 calories. Um, No, you don't, because that number was pre-designed for your regular lifestyle. So now, you know what's going to happen? You're going to gain weight. And there's a lot of people I know, and there's a lot, a lot of, you Google that, Fitbit weight gain, there's a lot of people who are really upset about that. Yeah, I mean, it's... Because they're not using the tool correctly. It's, I mean, at the end of the day, it... At the end of the day, it's um, this class asking lawsuits against mm-hmm. Fitbit. Like the it goes back it, again, and I'm trying to say this the best I can because again, I know people who use them and they do weird things. My buddy Nick has, but Nick has it. Right. He's helped lose weight because he's using it the way he uses it because he's doing it, you know, the way it is. So you know, we'll I'll use an example. We went to Nantucket a couple weekends. Oh yeah, ago, I was just thinking that. Yep. And you know, we walked. Big chunk of the island. We walked walk like, miles. We walked like six miles. miles which is something we don't normally do. That is not a part of our regular day routine. So, you know, we we include the my fitness pal is smart enough to include the included those steps and those calories into my my exercise for the day. Because your phone will track yeah. We'll track the calories. It's up to you if you want to incorporate it into the app or so not. So the good thing about too, and it's what I like about the my fitness pal, is um, when when I work out and say I have hundred calories from walking or seventy five calories from walking, they zero it out after I go to the gym. Because they're basically telling me that the exercise that I did is more productive and actually better for me than those walking I did because it's something I do on a daily basis. Very cool. So that's something to keep in mind. Like I said, if, if it works for you, great. If you're losing weight with your Fitbit, keep doing it. Yeah. Just keep doing it. I'm not going to tell you to stop. I never would. If it's working, do it. You notice a point it's not working anymore, take it off. Yep. If you're if you're getting mixed results or whatever, do what you feel is good for you and your well-being. Just don't go with the flow. Let's put it this way. If you ever get to a point and you're wearing this Fitbit and you notice you're gaining weight but you can't figure out why, take the Fitbit off. 
And yeah. I promise you, your weight will go back down. So it might not be right now. You might be losing weight with it. If you're losing weight with it, do it. Like, I won't tell you to stop. Yeah. But again, if you start to notice a weight gain, but your activity, it hasn't really, nothing has changed. Your food intake hasn't changed, things like that. And you're doing everything properly. You're adjusting, you know, your calories for the weight loss. Because remember, you really do want to make sure you're updating your app with your current weight because it'll adjust your calories. If you're doing everything and nothing's changed and you suddenly feel like you're gaining weight. Take it off. Take it off. Don't allow it to give you those extra calories that you probably... And then if you're going to the gym, you're going for a run, put it back on. I don't care. Put it right back on when it's deserved to be on. So with this episode, we, we definitely wanted to show two sides of technology and how they both can be good because I think those these two types of technology are what you're seeing more and more is the the scale and the Fitbit. Mm-hmm. Sorry, fitness tracker. Because I'm not going to – because I think Apple has the same thing. They have a whole big yeah. thing about closing the rings and doing all that stuff. And I was that part. I'm like, oh, great. I, I'm almost to my step goal. I'm almost to my movement goal, all that stuff. And I was doing it, and I was trying to close the rings. So every fit, every fitness tracker has it. And, again, Fitbit, I'm just using it like Band-Aid. It's just the best way because it's the most well-known thing to talk about. Absolutely. So, again, use it as a tool. Use it there. That's what it's for. It's to mm-hmm. help you. It's not supposed to make your day, make you lose weight. That's all on you. Like I said, plenty of people for centuries never needed a Fitbit. I'm living proof you could do it without one. Uh-huh. So it's it's not a necessary purchase. If Even if you're thinking like, oh, I should get one. So I'm trying to don't save your money. Download a free app. Free app. Get a trainer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, put your money there. I can, I can, you can email and I could tell you a hundred other things to spend your money on. Trust me. Exactly. So, um, with that in mind, guys, we are going to have a little bit of a shortened show this week. It's 107 in our apartment, and um, we want to turn the air conditioner back on. <laughs> so, um, you know, check us out on where can they find us? If you're listening to this, you know where we can find us. But for someone who's stumbling upon the app on iTunes or Google, where can they find us? So you can, again, we are on iTunes, we're on Google, we're on Spotify. So tell your friends. So even if, you know, they don't have an iPhone, they know they can listen to us. Um, You can also find us on the Facebook uh, on the Facebook? The Facebook. The Facebook. I'm My birthday's coming up, so I'm going to be an old lady, so i got to start talking like one of those parents now that like say everything wrong so the, like their kids get Logan would say you already say everything wrong. I know. He's going to be 11 soon. Logan's not going to be 11 soon. Shut your face. He's not going to be 11 until like next year, so don't even. Um, <laughs> he's going to sixth grade this year. No, he's grade. not. He's going to the, don't age my child. Please, you want to age one of them, age the other one. Uh, <laughs> you could tell me he's going into kindergarten. I'd be like, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, so you can find us on the Facey Books. Ooh, even better, right? The Facey Books. The Facey Books at Adork Physique. We are also on... The Face Space. The Face Space. <laughs> we are also on that newfangled contraption called, called, called Instagram. Um, we're on Instagram as well at a dork physique. And if you, um, ever are inclined to, you can always email us at a dork physique at gmail.com. And again, you can always give, you know, questions, comments, concerns. If there's a topic you want us to talk about a topic, you never want us to talk about again, please tell us. We, we don't, we don't really care. We like input. Oh, and I'm sorry. I also, if you are, 
um, listening to this podcast. If you could like it, if you could leave us a comment. Again, it, the comments can be like, I love cats. We really don't care. <laughs> take, take, take your Fitbit and shove it. Yeah, you can do yeah. all that stuff. I'm okay with it. <laughs> so with that, guys, we're going to wrap it up. So check us out every Friday, 8 o'clock. The episode goes up. So tune in. Uh, again, want to thank uh, Deadly Grounds for sponsoring the episode as well as being part of the Dorkening Podcast Network. I'm not even going to go through the show's name because I always mess them up. So check them out at thedorkening.com or Google the Dorkening on all the Googles and the Bings and all that stuff. So with that in mind, guys, stay cool, have fun, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week.